0: Welcome to the Harmony Church Podcast. For more information on service times, any upcoming events, or joining a life group, please check out our website, harmonychurch.nz. We really hope this week's podcast blesses you. We're in an exciting series, as Jared said. We're in the how-to series right now. And uh, really, we've mixed up the night services a little bit, calling them the Harmony Nights. And really, our goal is to make the nights... Um, relevant for you and your friends. We're going to be exploring some fun topics um, over the year, just exploring things that matter to our faith and our identity. So, who's excited about that? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be good. So, we're in the how-to series. Jared kicked it off last week. Um, show of hands, who was here last week? A good chunk of us. And I love Jared's message. He talked about the power of prayer, how to pray. Shared a story on his car being stolen. Um, And a whole lot of his possessions being taken. And uh, when he prayed and handed it over to God, God came through. He heard his prayer and gave it back to him even more than what he'd lost. So, I mean, God's just, God's in a good mood, man. He's always in a good mood. Um, But tonight it's my turn. Turn to somebody and say community. We're going to be talking about community tonight. It's something that we cannot live without. And it's uh, something that I hold very dear because I know that I wouldn't be uh, where I am, the person that I am, if it wasn't for the community of people around me. And uh, we all know scriptures like iron sharpens iron, two are better than one, love one another as I have loved you. Like these are all verses that kind of point towards the importance of community and uh, even the Great Commission, which is go and make disciples of all nations, not just go and get people saved, but bring people into community. I wonder what you think when you hear the word community. Some people probably think the TV show. Um, you guys need to read the Bible more. Uh, do you know right in the beginning there was community? In and, and Genesis, it says that let us, God says, let us make man in our image. So there was God the Father, there was Jesus the Son, and there was the Holy Spirit, and they all lived together together. And so God says, let us make man in our image. And so he goes to the ground, scoops up some soil, molds him into his image, and breathes life. And humanity is conceived. And we live in the garden, and we live this, this beautiful picture we see of community with God, harmony and community, not only with each other, but with God. And um, the text goes on to say that they lived naked and unashamed. And um, oh, come on. <laughs> what are you come oning? What do you come on it? Uh. <laughs> wow, man, this is our pastor, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I, I thirty-two years. But I have a, uh, I have a theory that it's not actually just talking about Adam and Eve being physically naked, but actually just talking about this intense, like, connection um, and vulnerability that they, that God and humanity shared together, and. Um, It's so cool, this picture we see of community, even right in the beginning of Scripture. And this amazing picture lasts for like a whole 20 verses. And then um, it's gone. It's like it's fractured. 20 verses. Who knows? That's not a long time. The Bible is a pretty big book. And so sin comes in, fractures the way we live. Um, Adam goes to blame Eve. Children are stealing each other's birthrights. They're killing each other. It's crazy. Um, And so people that once lived in community now are, like, fractured. And then so from the whole of the Bible, from the beginning in Genesis, kind of all the way to when Jesus comes, is about humanity searching again for community, longing for real community, not only with God but with each other. Is that cool? All right. Hey, God, I just thank you for this time, these moments we share together tonight. Lord, I pray that that you would bless them, and God, I just pray that you would stir a real heart for community in this place, Lord, with with you and with each other. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Hey, I was thinking this week about when I uh, was a single man, and um, any single people in the room tonight? Don't raise your hand. Um, Now, you're in a good place, like... (laughs) You're in a good place because there's so many other single people here tonight. Like, don't come to the morning services. There's not a lot there. But here, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of good single people. But uh, more, I was thinking about my single time. And, uh, man, it's tough. But I was thinking, like, for me, I, uh, I had, Amy and I were, my wife now, sorry, Amy and I, we, uh, we were really good friends. We'd been best friends for about three years. Um, come and grab the mic from me, Amy, if I don't share the story right. Um, but we had been best friends for about three years and then friends for many years before that as well. And uh, we were kind of those friends that, you know, like off and on. You know, like, are they dating? Are they not dating? Everyone's kind of like standing around wondering. And uh, I remember I went away for a few months on a trip. And I came back from this trip and I was just like, Amy... I'm really sorry, but I just don't feel like you're the one. Like, I actually use that phrase. It's cringy as. I said, I don't feel like you're the one. And so anyway, a few days go by, and uh, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm scrolling the gram, and um, I see Amy's hanging out with one of my best friends, one of my guy friends. Well played by Amy, right? Uh, And I'm just, like, sitting there red hot face, like just full jealousy. Never thought I was the jealous kind until this day. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I went and I did the Christian thing. I went and confided in um, my pastor at the time. And uh, I said, man, like, what is going on? And he literally said to me, like, you're an idiot. (laughs) You're an idiot. He's like, you like this girl. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I love this girl. And so that night I went and told her I loved her. We were married the next day. No, no, no. No, we were married like, it was like five months later. It was way later than that. Um, Yeah, five months, something like that. Christians like to move quick. Um, But it was so funny, like, it just felt right. It just felt like we belonged together. And uh, I share the story because I think there's this innate thing inside of us that is always just searching for belonging. Always just searching for uh, another person, searching for community. And uh, you can find community in your friends group. You can find community in your family, sports teams, church, youth groups, whatever it is. But I think this thing is hardwired inside of us to do community with each other, you know. You may be an introvert in the room and you think, I don't need community. I can sit in my room and, you know, paint pictures and do my thing. but um, do you know what? Even to, like, reject the idea of community is to, like, form a community of people that reject community. Like, it's just this weird paradigm where, like, whatever we do, we can't ditch community because, it's like, it's in our nature. You know, like, here's an example. I could get offended and I could start an anti-establishment thing and try and overthrow Gideon and Catherine and take over the place. But do you know what? I would, I would form a community around anti-establishment. Like, again, that's just how community works. Like, you always just bring people in. And uh, we're stuck in this together, guys. And uh, when Jesus came to earth and established his church, what he did was he reestablished community that we can have with God. And that fracture that existed has gone, and community with each other and community with God has been reestablished. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. And uh, so I want to give you a definition of community tonight, a biblical definition. Then I want to break it open and uh, maybe even look at a few keys on how we can do community together. Is that cool? Sweet. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. It says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Saved. Come on, that's awesome. And I mean, this by all definitions is like the beginning of the church. And, you know, remember the context. Jesus had just walked the earth. He had just um, loved people, loved his disciples, and then he commissioned them to go out and love the world. And so now his disciples are here on earth, and they're looking at how they can be the hands and feet of Jesus, how they can be like God's representatives. You know, um, I want to write a book on this, actually. Like, Jesus on working our way out of a role. You know, like, Jesus had worked his way out of a role. He'd he'd commissioned his disciples to be his hands and feet. And, uh, you know, the same people that Jesus loved so much became God's hands and feet. But then you have these other people that hated Jesus. They hated everything Jesus stood for. These are the people that crucified Jesus and now they, they hate anyone who claims to follow Jesus, anyone who claims to be a disciple or, or an apostle. And Christians were so hated that they would be persecuted, they would be killed. Um, people would stop trading with the Christians. And so literally like their livelihood depended on how well they would do community with each other. And so this was, this, this was community in like its rawest sense. So there's five things I see when I look at this passage, I, like a few how-tos, if you like. Um, who's ready to get, like, practical, yeah, this is a how-to message? And I think if you can implement these five keys, then you can find yourself living in better community. And I love this quote. It says, We don't heal in isolation, but in community. And that's the reason we do community, so that we can live in relation with others and we can find healing and wholeness and all these incredible things. You ready? Let's do this. How to do community. And this sounds like the most obvious one, but um, this is one that I have to remind myself of very often. We have to make time for community. The Bible says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. That's a Christian word for community, right there, fellowship. And I was thinking about it like this. Trying to live without community is trying to sit on a stool with one leg. Like maybe you could do the balancing act for a while, but eventually the chair's just going to fall off. You're kind of going to land on the ground. It's not going to be pretty. And it's the picture of what it means to live in community. Like, actually, we need each other. And we need to do community. Otherwise, we're just going to land on the ground. You know, we're stronger together. And uh, another quote, what should young people do with their lives today? Many things, obviously, but the most daring thing is to create stable communities in which the terrible disease of loneliness can be cured. That's cool. So how can we do this? How can we make time for community? You know, the uh it says in the, in the verse that they spent time hanging out. And so I encourage you, find a group of people that you can do community with and and to do it. And uh my wife is my wife and I are so humbled we began a cafe venture a few months ago, and pretty quickly it's become just a hub for community. And um it's crazy, man. On a day-to-day basis, I reckon I see, like, half this room in here. Um, I've had Gideon even say, like, I don't know if I can bring my pastoral meetings in here anymore because it's just, like, so full of people I know. I just have to say hi to everyone. You know, it's crazy. We've even got some people that, like, bring a laptop in and they'll work for, like, six or seven hours straight. And it's like, go get a job, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what <laughs> What are you doing? No, nah, it is your job. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <clears throat> But, you know, community isn't a place, it's a people. And I want to encourage you, whether you're an extrovert, an introvert, whether you love people, whether you don't like people, make time for community. Because even the Bible says, do not neglect the fellowship of others. You know, there's importance in community. A second thing, and uh, this, this is another big one, is it takes me as well as others. And I love in the passage, it, it doesn't use words like some of the people came together. It says everyone was together. You know, all the believers came together. Now, I love fun facts. Here's one for you. The bare minimum you can do is show up. Think about that for a second. The bare minimum you can do is show up. And I mean, like harmony is such a happening church. There's always something going on. Instagram feed's always full of Harmony doing new things. And I mean, whether it's life groups, whether it's the services, whether it's the post-service hangouts, I just want to encourage you to actually put yourself out there and make time for community and challenge yourself to be more involved. And you know, I've heard people come into a a room like this and, you know, they sit down and they say like, I was in there for like three minutes and no one talked to me and you know, I didn't really want to go there anymore. Or But I feel like actually like what my point is it, it takes me as well as others. Like we've actually got to get off our chair and we gotta start, you know, activating community as well. And I mean I wanna honor people like Joe Taylor. Because Joe's like crazy, man. She walks into a room and suddenly she's like friends with everyone, she's talking to everyone. People like Janelle, people like Maddie over here, who just, you know, like community's their thing. And I want to encourage all of us to just get to that, you know, selfless point where it's actually about community and and realizing it actually takes me as well as it takes others. And, uh, you know, there's so many people in this church who are advocates for community. Just a few people there. But um, prioritizing connection and community actually starts with me. Prioritizing connection and community. Actually, let's all say that together. Did I put that up? No, I didn't. Prioritizing connection and community starts with me. The third thing from the scripture is there was equality. It says all the believers were together and had everything in common. You know, what are characteristics of a community where there's equality? There's love for each other in spite of differences. It's pretty hard, you know, like to love people, and you know when people are weird, man. Like it's it's hard, but loving each other deeply in spite of the differences and in spite of the the little weird things. When I, when Amy and I first came to Harmony, Josh Ainsworth was preaching, and he said something I'll never forget. He says, "In this church, we want to complete each other, not compete with each other." And uh, I just think that's incredible. Yeah, good word. For Josh. And, you know, it it can be so hard. Like, yeah, let's go there. Like with social media, it's so hard. We're all kind of competing with each other. Who's got the best life? Who can take the best photos? Who's got the best filter? You know, blah, blah, blah. But actually, we're not called to compete with each other. But actually, as a body of Christ, we're called to complete each other. And uh, I think there's something so powerful when we... Can can come to that realization. Another characteristic of equality is when we can love without agenda. That is like loving people, um, not so that we can see change, not so that we can see what we want happen. You know, our outcome, but actually just loving people genuinely without agenda. And John thirteen says this, one of my favorite verses: "A new commandment I give you: Love one another as I have loved you." So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's cool. They'll know us by our love for one another. That's powerful. The fourth thing that another key is we can embrace a larger purpose. This is that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Like they came together with a common goal, with a common purpose. And I want to ask you tonight, like what's the larger purpose that you're embracing? And if you can't think of one, here's one right here. This is Harmony's mission statement. It says this, we are a vibrant and active community of people with the faith in Jesus Christ. Our motto is passion for God and compassion for people. You know, this is our purpose. I mean that's something I can get behind. That's something you can get behind, yeah. And uh, and again, like the, the the Bible says, go and make disciples of all nations. And that doesn't mean to just go and get people saved, but it means to bring people into a community and uh, and a loving community at that. Can we get the band up? Be great. Now, the fifth thing that we can do, our fifth key, is show a level of vulnerability. We read the text um, of Acts 2, and these guys literally shared everything together. Like, they shared food, they shared prayers, they shared a house, they shared, you know, everything. And I want to ask you guys, ask each other. Who are we being vulnerable with? And I want to encourage you, like, if you don't have a person that you can share openly and honestly with, um, go and get someone that you can do life with and be completely honest and vulnerable with. You know, to whom much is given, much is required. And um, there's some, you know, we can all do this community thing. It's not just one or two. It's not just, you know, like Janelle and people i pointed out before it's actually something that we can all do like i live in a bus and i can still have people around for dinner you know like it's the thing um and so how can you actively pursue community how can you display vulnerability and attract people into community why don't we all stand to our feet i spoke in the beginning about the fracture that kind of took place between god and humanity where we were left looking for community and uh, you know when jesus came to earth he closed the gap so that now we can have community with god and with each other and john 14 it says this do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe in me also my Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. And, you know, obviously this idea of community is so important to, to God because, you know, it starts in Genesis with community. And then it ends And with community, you know, Jesus has gone up to heaven to prepare a hangout spot where we can just permanently be hanging out. You know, like, I mean, that's pretty cool. And so community is something that is so important to God. Let's all, like, close our eyes. Yeah, well, God, we just thank you for your presence in this place. God, we thank you that we thank you for your grace that we get to live in community with you and with each other. And God, I just, um, yeah, Lord, I I thank you for how incredible that is. God, I just thank you, um, Lord, that you're just highlighting people that we can live in community with. Lord, people on the fringes, God, I just pray that you would help us to bring them in. God, that we would be ones who do community well.